Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. You know, you see where the battle uh, there was, or, or uh, as you know, the non-educated folk will say, it's Custard's last stand. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I'm not, I'm not really for that guy. I'm kind of for the other team here. Um, but when you go there, you see all the little, like, uh, was it crosses they have? I don't know. You wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, clink. Hey, 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 guys, how you been? What's up, man? How you doing? How you been? What's your name? What's your sign? Exactly. It's a cancer, like, because it's like a, like, cancer. I, I, I suck. No, I'm just kidding. It's Are just you like, a cancer, though? Yeah, I am. Oh, I see. I'm a Libra. Yeah, you suck. Well, no, I'm supposed to be, I'm, I'm really indecisive, but now I'm not too sure. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, Matt Buddy is, like, weirdly into that. I don't know why, but he is, and he acts. No, he was really into it. He acts like he's not, but he knows all the details, so he's into it. I am. Um, I work with enough female athletes um, that are really into it that I will sit and I I have heard people talk, do these conversations about the astrology signs a lot. And when I really want to make this preference, like a lot, and I still don't understand shit. There's like I'm, retrograde Mars with the side of Saturn and Mercury going on. And I'm like, what? Hey, this is the same year that I found out you, there's actually like, you know how like you have your Chinese New Year? Yeah. So the zo that zodiac sign. And they, uh, there's, you, you can also be, uh, like there's like four different elements, like water, fire, earth. Yeah. Like, I knew that one. Like you can be like earth tiger. Well, yeah, actually I did know that I did. I had heard that. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's a lot of like that kind of, um, and to be fair, I'll listen. <laughs> no problem listening because i think it's interesting when people go into it because they're so passionate about it but uh, at the end of the day one don't expect me to like believe it and two don't it. expect me to even understand what the hell you said <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny no i get it i i do get some of it because i do like there is a belief of some sort that i think that uh like you look at like the planets right like they are different metals gases different elements out there right yeah i'm sure there's some science behind if you get a planet that has a lot of plutonium and one that has a lot of magnesium and you get them close enough to each other that it creates something now how that affects us and influence us as people and humans on earth i i'm not going to be the judge of that but i do think yeah there's science going around all around us every day um new things happening too like that uh that we don't know about um but again there's that connection to nature you know and, and space is a part of nature too so like 
there is an overall. Yeah, no, you're is not one. Right there. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it has something to do with it. I really do. But I mean, I, I just don't get it. And maybe I'm not trying hard enough to get it either. But and if you do, if you do get it, send us an email at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com, you know, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-D at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. And you can give us like the little rundown. If, if you're like a scientist, and you're like, hey, Zach and Mark, I am a scientist. Honestly, you could be really into like really into astrology. And if you wanted to spend the whole wandering ways trying to teach me astrology, I'll buckle up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try. I mean, it's cool, though. I mean, it's interesting because you think of like some of the cities, even you over there in Oregon with the overcast, you don't you don't get it as good. But like just being down and pray this weekend. um, you know, I just got back from Yellowstone and uh, looking up at the stars, you know, the just to see the millions of stars up there and uh, just look at them and understand them. And, and that was, you know, the entertainment that was the TV back in the day, you know, and, and that day wasn't too long ago. No, 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 that wasn't. I mean, I always enjoy good, good uh good stargazing i just made me curious if there were any meteor showers coming up oh i mean there always is stuff like that i feel like plus you know with uh musk's stuffs and uh with the other guy the bezos's guys and like doing what they're doing with the internets and stuff with the satellites with the internet (laughs) you know what i mean like you're gonna see movement in in space all the time and i'm i'm actually quite interested to, you know, you look at like advertisements, right? Since the beginning of time, they've been around people painting this for that, you know, when are we going to start getting satellites that you're going to see through like daytime, just looking up into the sky, you'll see those satellites as like, you know, two for 10 monster energy drinks. You know what I mean? Like that's going to come. I hope that never comes. I hope that it's going to, it's, it's a stubby disgust. Well, no, they technically already do happen. You see a plane that flies by with some little flag thing. That's what I'm saying. That says, what, will you marry me nine out of ten times on it? So, <laughs> No, it's like 1-800-CALL-GEICO. Yeah, right. I haven't seen a GEICO one. Most of the time it's like some cheesy thing or some well, political message. I was down in Miami they have boats that just drive along the shore there. Cause everyone's just camps out on the beach, you know, all day long. And the, 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 the beds, the chairs, and they just have like led like billboards floating on boats that just drive up and down the beaches. That's messed up. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what I mean. It's going to come. It's sad, but yeah, hopefully it never comes. Have you ever seen Starlink in the sky though? Uh, yeah. Like the do 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 when they all shoot up. No, Starlink. But do you know what it is? It's just a line of them. Oh, it's the internet. In unison. And it's like really, it's like, you know, a classic satellite that just moves across. But it's like this line of them that just like all in unison. It's very weird to see. I saw uh, when they were shooting a bunch up one night, they all, I was driving home from work and it was dark and they just all, one, two, three, four, just when he was doing all that, like in the fall. Oh, I, I don't know. I just know when you look, if you do ever see it, like people 
like call in and be like alien invasion because it's like this perfect like unison line of like satellites it's very weird well i know i mean jared's trying to get internet set up down there uh down in prey with starlink so i know he's involved with the tribe and getting that all going so supposed to get you internet anywhere i heard he's opening it up to uh ukraine for free so that's nice <laughs> yeah good for him yeah it's crazy um but you were in yellowstone yellowstoney yeah no it was great we uh we didn't spend a lot of time and that that i'm a lot i was expressing my upsetness to you and you're like don't get angry zach and i'm not angry i'm just mad that like i do these trips with jared and it's like I'm driving, I'm paying for gas. I know I'm staying at your house, but like, we're not doing anything at your house. So there's nothing like, we have nothing else to do other than be in the park today. And then you hear the comments like, oh, I wish we would have seen a moose. Or I would, and it's like, we would if we stay in the park. You know, he wanted to drive to Cook City and get lunch and then drive right back home. And it's like, you're not going to see the animals that way you know yes they cross the road on you like that like we had a bison encounter where honestly like we pulled over into this little like you know pull out and three male bison were just like hanging out but like they all crossed the road to like where we were like two of them walked around the car like it was just really cool um to get close to them and just hear them eating on the grass and it was very respectful being around these bison you know they were very respectful of us we were very respectful of them and you could just you could feel that in the just the energy that the bison was putting off you know he wasn't worried yeah. about us um which i you know having those experiences are, are great um and doing that in the park and and you know we had that but other than that that was about it with animals and it's like yeah yeah you'll come across the bear you know, you'll come across a bear or uh, otters running on ice or something crazy, but you also have to sometimes sit there or, or go hike a trail. Like that was the other thing. Like we got out and hiked some trails and he's like, you know, would you pack me a jacket? And it's like, I, one, I don't have your size. And two, like, you know, where we're going today, you know, you can look up temperatures, like put a jacket on, like be, be smart. And like, I, I hope our wanderers are that, you know, when you go on these trips, like be prepared look at the weather like you know in my jeep i have a spare jacket i have a pair of gloves i have knives i have all sorts of different tools just because then when i'm in that thing i know what i have i'm ready to go not going to need it and it's just like if i'm going was was there a lot of snow on the uh in yellowstone no and i'm worried if we that's a good point I'm sure there's normally a lot of snow. Huh? Oh, a lot more than what I've been. The, we went to that daily lake, which we ice fished in yeah. um, January. It uh, it was all melted out. Oh, shit. I mean, it still had ice kind of around the edges, and like, but the middle was all melted out. And it's just like, it's March. It's March 13th. You know, it's, it's, these things should be breaking up about now, not ready to put a boat on it yeah yeah and that's kind of scary because if we don't get like that's i guess we got to watch this this april may out here in montana april may and june the the rain you know because you've been here in montana when you get that rainy season that lasts to like a july and that's a good non-good you know we won't have a lot of forest fires 
this year, if we don't get that rain, if that rainy season stops in June, I'm worried. I, you know, and I want to, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to have to have Ray back on and talk fires, <laughs> talk more fires. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, we have some snow still kind of up in the Hills. I mean, what was it? Not this weekend, but last weekend it snowed here. Um, which is kind of rare for it to touch down in like touch down where I'm at. It will snow kind of in the hills around, but not cold enough to really get down to where the people are. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, no rain. There's like zero rain. I don't know if this is normal for here or, or I'm just used to living in the rain and I notice that there's never rain. <laughs> I could be it. Uh yeah, I don't. I, I'm interested too because it like our we're getting a lot of moisture now, which is nice, which is good. It's needed. Yeah. Um, there's not like I said. There's the people were snowmobiling up in Cook City. Colton was skiing down in Red Lodge uh, yesterday, but he was saying how icy the mountain is, and that just uh, like it's not, you know it gets icy because that that it's like that slush snow. Yeah. Like he was like I was on the backside, so it was a lot better over there. And you're like okay. <laughs> but it uh it was good it, i mean it was it, it, it I, i'm worried but again like if we get the rain you know it's about the amount at this point yeah it's all about the amount of liquid you know i'm not worried for when when you guys come out you know typically i think the fourth of july is one of the best times to be in the state of montana you know eastern western there's always something going on there's always a hoot a um, lot of rodeos, you know, 4th of July weekend throughout the whole state. Um, and it's, it's exciting. Uh, and I think, cause that's like, that's kind of that edge, you know, that's when fire season or the hot weather starts. <laughs> that's when, you know, you're like, oh, wow, it's still rainy. It's still cold. It's not going to be a warm summer. You know, that's kind of, to me, that, that sig signal fire, you know, that, that just like, oh, there it goes, you know, <laughs> July. Yeah, no, that, that is kind of, you know, July, July, August, September is kind of fire season. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think 4th of July kind of kicks it off because it's like how many 4th of July related fires were there, right? Yeah, the fireworks, fire starter. There you go. <laughs> so many that are started by, by fireworks and people. Yeah. Well, I was curious because like, you know, spring is coming because I actually just saw a video that bears are starting to be seen here uh, here i don't know about out towards you but i know bears uh, oh i'm pissed again we were just in yellowstone we yeah you, you know where the petrified tree is yeah okay so you know on the other side there's that river creek kind of that bends around that bend mm -hmm. that sticks out well we were stopped there and there was a clear bend bear den that a bear had made a hole in the ground and just underneath some like log like it was really neat and there was a photographer sitting there right on the road you know like he's been camped out there all day like you see him there in Yellowstone and he you know we're there and Jared's like oh I don't like I get it it's cool to see the den but like I don't want to sit here all day and that's where I'm like well we can drive and then drive back come about sunset and I'm sure that bear will be poking its head out that's what that guy's waiting for and it's just like urges me because he's like he's so like I need to be home for and it's like for what like what 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 are we going home to and yeah and it's just yeah and 
I wanted to see a bear. And yeah, because they're starting to come out of the park. They start. They saw a wolverine in the goddamn park. Oh, yeah, I saw there was like a, they, someone posted that they seen a, a wolverine right on the road. Guess how many they project to be in that park. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with a hard number here. I'm going to guess 47. Six. Damn. Yeah. That's, That's not a lot. No, but they're territorial. Yeah. And the, the U.S., right? So they were, historically, they were up and down kind of into these Rockies and really over by Michigan and whatnot, but they've been endangered, extinct in some areas. They're more of a northern, you know, Canada, Alaska, you'll see a lot of them in. Uh, as well but it's cool that they saw the one there i'm glad yeah that is really cool um anybody seeing one um you know i think it would be cool i think it would well i don't know because they're ornery little bastards so <laughs> i don't know how cool it would be um well you know classic what nature guy you're pretty neat but at a safe distance <laughs> right no, exactly. It's it's funny because I, I was talking to Jared and he's asking me all these questions about the park and I'm giving him answers, you know, and he's like, how do you know all that? And I'm like, look at the goddamn paper they give you. <laughs> like, you walk in the door, like, dude, like, look, 25 yards away from all animals, 100 yards from bears and wolves. And he's, yeah. like, and he's like, oh, 100 yards between me and a wolf. Yeah, that's close enough. I'm like, exactly. Like, fuck, man. Like, they, they give it to you for a reason. Yep, yep. No, those those uh, little pamphlets, maps, newspapers, those are most of the time have some interesting and good information in them. Great information. The rules of the park. Yeah. 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 But we are not here today to talk only about Yellowstone and astrology. No, we are here to continue our great Montana breakdown. Uh, probably, I think this is the last of it, of our yeah. breakdown. Until Glacier this summer. because Yes, you know, but that's a unique yeah. situation. It's different. Yeah, because we're gonna go, we're gonna do, we're gonna have a WWR, right? Maybe we'll invite Tyler on or Matt on or something to also do our wandering ways review. We'll do a breakdown of glacier, but that's that's far in the future. No, we're doing eastern Montana today. But if you haven't, make sure you do go back and check out the Montana as a whole, the western Montana, the Yellowstone, and I, I believe. I think that's all. There might be one other, but I don't think so. We have an overall kind of. Yeah, we have an overall Montana, and then we did Zion. Or no, then we did Yellowstone National Park breakdown. Then we did a Montana of Western Montana breakdown. Yes, So if you haven't checked those out, make sure you do go and check those out. Uh, You can just, there are a couple episodes ago, so it's worth a listen, Um, especially that overall one. You can pick where in Montana you want to go from the overall, and then you can learn a little bit more about it when you go with these uh, these fine-tuned specific regional Montana breakdowns. Yeah, no, I like that. That's a good way of describing it. I, I mean, this one's interesting. I mean, eastern Montana is home to me uh, for sure. And I know it's kind of interesting throwing in there because not a lot of people come out here, but they're starting to explore this state. They're starting to see more. Um 
And Montana's interesting. You know, I was having this discussion with Colton and Jared this weekend about like how all of Montana's related, you know? So like Billings is your big Eastern hub, you know, largest city, 100,000 people in the state of a million people, you know, out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, miles and miles and miles from the largest cities around it. Um, but it's connected to like central Montana and the cities of Montana because of it being the big metropolis it is. Yeah. Western Montana and Northwestern Montana are kind of connected just because of like the, the mountains, the high line itself, which is that highway two, right. goes right across the top of the state that, uh, from basically Glacier to, you know, the Northeast corner of Montana, you know, that high line is connected in its own way. And because the mountains move diagonally through the state, you know, that Eastern side, the more North you go, goes a little more West, I feel like, you know, so I would say Eastern Montana starts all the way in Browning up there on, you know, East Glacier, basically, just because it, that's the plains, that's the great prairie, you know, that's the big ranches, that's the big cattle, industries it's it's montana you know and and how the each one of these places are just connected in this weird circle um it's it's interesting and unique and i think that's what makes it montana um and this eastern side you know it's it's unique in its own way because like i said you have the high line you have the southern billing you know the southern areas like billings great falls uh and then that north that mondack you know that montana north dakota area <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this part of Montana is definitely a lot more open. Um, it's not a whole lot of hill. Um, there are still some, you know, um, but it's still, this is where you're starting to get into the more plains, you know. You really, exactly, you're really, you're really opening up on that eastern Rocky Mountain front, you know. So the closer you are to the mountains, I mean, all of eastern Montana is windy. But like those towns like Browning, uh, Livingston, you know, right there, right on the fronts, big timber, you know, places like that. You're going to get high, severe winds all the time, um, which is kind of nuts. <laughs> um, people like it. They survive. They live there. Uh, not a lot. It <laughs> isn't that, that popular. And the eastern side isn't that popular with the towns. You know, it's not as developed as the western side of the state for sure and it shows um you you know you'll be driving for miles and miles and miles and and not see the next town or your next destination people don't understand that about eastern montana either sometimes they'll come out here and they'll think oh there's mosby montana on the map it has a post office because that's why it's popping up on the map but doesn't necessarily mean it'll have a gas station no that's true but but it, it, like you said, it is home to Billings, which is the largest city in Montana, um, which is if you're going to make, uh, if you're going to do Eastern Montana, you're going to want to fly into Billings. Um, it also might be the only option you have unless uh, you're taking one of those little planes that you got to like manually start up with your hands where you got to pull the propellers and you got to like run, dun, 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 get it going. But if for major airplanes, I think Billings is the only one. That or Great Falls. Um, Does Great Falls? Yeah, Great Falls would be the other. Um, probably would be a little more expensive than a Billings. Um, it's an interesting one because the nice thing about Great Falls is you have the Air Force Base there. 
Ah, that's why. And that's basically what's keeping that town, that's that city alive. Yeah. Because it's it's an it's an interesting one. There's no real there's a, there's a university there. Okay. <laughs> I know this because the teams our teams go all the way out there to play. Yeah, I think they were a two-year that finally became a four-year. Oh, probably. I mean, it's a little NAIA school, so. <laughs> exactly. And Billings has an NAIA school. And yeah, know, there's a ton of NAIA schools in Montana. They're small. There's, but there's that people like a good small college. I mean, there's tons, of, you know, in Miles City, you have Miles City Community College. You have, you know, Rocky here in Billings. You have uh, MSUB here in Billings. That's a D2 school, a decent size. Great Falls has Great Falls University. Um, up in Haver, you have Northern Montana. They use the same football field as the high school. Yeah, that's not uncommon when you get at these smaller schools. Um, but yeah, so you have Great Falls, which is another bigger kind of city um, in the air in in it. But still, Billings is your main. That's your main hub. Um, it's kind of easier it to get everywhere you want to go. In Eastern it, Montana, too. It is. It uh, Billings is, and it's kind of the hub for Eastern Montana. So, like, you come here on a Friday, Saturday. Uh, the one cool thing about the state of Montana is you can look this up online in the county numbers. So, if they just have a standard Montana plate, not one of the custom ones, it'll have a number like 17, 3, all the way to 60, like 1 through 60. And that's the county that those people are from. So you see them, you'll start seeing, oh, there's Roosevelt County. There's, you know, Bighorn County, you know, things like that. You start picking out. Yeah, I knew this because of driving in a car with you. You always pointed out, like we're in the state of Montana and you're like, oh, this person's from there. This person's from there. Like for one, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Some people do though, so... <laughs> no it's just like it's just funny because it's like thea for example she's from roosevelt county wolf point you know number 17 all yeah. the way up in the northeast corner of the state and you see them come to town and you're like oh that's why you don't know how to use a roundabout <laughs> go back to your small town and yeah. relearn how to use a roundabout <laughs> before you come to a town with one um you know, I haven't spent a whole lot of time out in eastern Montana, but the little bit I've done out there, you know, the first thing I did, and we, we haven't really talked too much about this, but I mean, we've talked about it because you worked there, is Pompeii's Pillar. Um, I have been out there, which is a glorious BLM land, which is very close to um, Billings there. Yeah, well, and it's the place where Clark signed his name on the rock, you know, uh, the last physical visible evidence of the journey. The reason they say physical visible instead of just physical evidence is in Great Falls and Park City, Montana, both Eastern, they can find uh, the where they set up camp based on the mercury deposits. So like where the bathroom would have been and based on that, knowing that this was a military party, how they camped every night yeah uh, which is and interesting. i lied we have talked about pompey's pillar um with um, sunny yes so go check that one out to know more about pompey's pillar but going back last physical visible spot yeah 
Clark's signature right there, right on the rock. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, Pompey's Pillar, it's a beautiful place right on the river. There's always great rangers working there. Um, you know, it's 30 miles from Billings, something close to do. You know, like you said, make Billings your hub. There's a really cool Western Heritage Museum that talks about, you know, Billings and its foundation, as well as the railroad history and just some of the westward expansion history and even native history. Uh, it's not quite the best. I would recommend going down to the Battle of Little Bighorn, which is also close to Billings, about 45 miles an hour, 45 miles east uh, on your way to Crow Agency Hardin. There's some good, uh, good history there and a battlefield, you know, it's part, it's National Parks land uh, and you're close to the Bighorn Canyon, which I mean, I talk about quite a bit on here because I go down there quite a bit. Yeah, the Battle of the Little Bighorn is the other place in eastern Montana that I've been to outside Billings. But <clears throat> when it comes to the more getting out into more nature things, because we stopped there um, when I came out for spring break that one year. Shoot, God, I don't know how long ago, but it was 2015 or 2016. It was the year we, I, I don't was, know. I want to say it was 16. I do too, because 2015 was the drought. 2015 was the drought. But <laughs> Battle, <clears throat> Battle of Little Bighorn, um, it, it's kind of a cool little spot. You know, it, you know, you see where the battle uh, there was, or, or uh, as you know, the non educated folk will say, it's Custard's last stand. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I'm not, I'm not really for that guy. I'm kind of for the other team here. Um, but when you go there, you see all the little, like, uh, was it crosses they have? I think they're grave, grave markers, just grave kind of stone, tombstones. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Is they're, you know, they mark where they died. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird to see, like, off in the distance, you'll just see, oh, there's one, and there's one, and there's one. <laughs> Well, there's a mass grave there, too, where they just buried them all. Um, not a lot of natives died. Uh, that's because the ones that did die were taken, like, the, by the native people in there. Because it was a victory for the natives. Custer, he, he was wanting to run for president of the United States. So he thought he could go make a big kill, make, make a big battle, like, take down these big warriors and stuff. And he didn't. Um, and, and that's kind of funny because that's one of the like victories that happened on U.S. soil for these native those these Indian wars out west. Um, it, cool, it, just interesting facts. I mean, and then you take that highway which you have driven. They yeah. call that Warrior Highway. Um, and there's always all different runs that the Northern Cheyenne and uh, uh, Crow will have out there. The Northern Cheyenne also do a big run for, I want to say it's from Oklahoma, from the Southern Cheyenne Reservation all the way up to Montana. Uh, these young boys in high school do this run. They run legs of it each day because back when the Northern Cheyenne were coming to Montana, they, uh, they, had, they were taking them from the reservation down in Oklahoma. They said, no, we're going back to Montana. And they would have like young boys, young men run ahead, light fires for the, the group coming. And then they run ahead, light fires, and like that, and that symbolizes that. And it's really cool. They do it every year. Nice. Uh, I believe that one's called the Warrior Run. And then, yeah. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. 
Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool buffalo mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Very cool shit. That is some cool shit. And speaking <laughs> of cool shit, it's time for my favorite segment, which is cool shit in nature. <clears throat> this time, I have two still, but they're different. I'm going to be honest. They are different from the, my usuals. Um, but this first one is just like a cool little, so for the people listening, it's a slug in a Venus flytrap. Mainly because I had no idea slugs could go into these. But what's cooler is the slug escapes. That is cool. It's just like, ah, oh, dang it, not again. You know what I mean? He's like, goes in. I feel like he's panicking the fuck out right now. <laughs> he's just like, no, nah, I got to get the hell out of here. And oh, peace. <laughs> you know, and it's hard to tell because slugs move slow. Yeah, this is sped up for sure. I know. <laughs> this is definitely sped up for sure. Like, is that all struggle? You know what I mean? Like, you can see how he's, like, pushing through right here? Yeah. Like, struggling to do that? Or is he just turning around with ease? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I, the, this sparked me because I was like, well, wait a minute. Who's going to win? Is a slug going to actually get stuck in the Venus flytrap? And uh, I was clearly wrong. <laughs> Because he, he kind of escapes like no problem. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 
but I, I mean, Venus flytrap, they're more eating like bugs. They, that's true. That's so, true. But I mean, I don't think they would discriminate. They would eat whatever they get, get stuck yeah. in them, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this next one I got for you. I want, it looks very random, right? It's just a picture of, I think, an elk. It looks like um, an elk. Yeah, but it's only the back, not even, you don't even really get to see the full elk. But I got this one because I wanted to ask you if you can find the cougar in this picture. Oh, I think I've seen this one before. Because, uh, you know, it, I had to look at it kind of close, um, but I did end up finding him. Because um, he's like in plain sight, I want to say. Uh, kind of, I would say. I mean, he's not like crazy, crazy hidden. It's... It's not the the thing is once you see him, it's like you know the glass is broken. And I mean, that's not him it. on the like creek bed back there. So I don't know what you're talking about, the creek bed, but there's the tree all the oh, way over on the down. right. I'm looking right there, down he is kind of right there circled. I'm sorry. Oh, I see him right there. there. Yeah, I was thinking that rock above him. Oh that right where your mouse is. Yeah, down below. Down in here? To the left. To the left. Up. Right? That, like, rocked, right? Keep going right. Right there. Right where your mouse is. No, go back. Right there. Yeah. Right uh, there. Oh, right there. Well, yeah, I mean, he was just, he's just. No, but that's right. not him. I see him in the, I, now I see him in the brush there, right below that. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's crazy because it's like, you know, these guys are pretty good at hiding. <laughs> well, I was, that was another conversation I had with, with Colton and Jared this weekend was I said, how I'm curious how many times that like I've been on a trail and a kitty cat was there watching or looking at me or even just like the owls that you don't see or the things that sit up there and blend they blend right in their coats are their coat for a reason oh 100 percent. I always say you know when it comes to the um cougars or the kitty cats it's they see me well before I see them so 100 oh, <laughs> percent and that's what i mean is how many like i have only seen like i said i've only seen one cougar in the wild and that was hunting and it was just the fact that it walked across the same trail we were on and then it, it just bolted right up into the hills you know mm -hmm. but how many have seen us oh i'm sure tons <laughs> you know i'm sure tons I, you know i don't know if i've talked about it here on the podcast before but one of the more freakier events I've ever had was um, bow hunting when I was like in, I think like middle school and seeing a fresh cougar print, like just on the road. Cause that's like, it's one of those like, oh shit, they're close. And I definitely, they, I'm definitely not going to see it. <laughs> well, and like cats are cats. Like, I feel like they'll attack a human cause it's like, I felt like it today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I felt like, because they, they play with the dead. Like, they play with the animal. Oh, know? I've had a house cat just out of nowhere attack my feet. I totally don't trust a cougar. <laughs> exactly. Like, just like, oh, movement. I want to fight it because I'm, I'm the apex. Yeah, they say, they say, like, you should go running with uh, bigger dogs because the cougars will think they're wolves. And like the wolves are like naturally what cougars don't mess with, so they'll leave you alone. <laughs> they just don't want to fight each other. 
Yeah, that's it will leave you alone. That's the ultimate goal. Is it's not like you want to say like, "Hey, be my friend, Cougar." No, you just want the Cougar to leave you alone. Well, and then throw shit at it if you get the chance. Yeah, if you're being stalked. Throw throw something at it because that's gonna that's gonna what the Cougar's gonna do is it's gonna bolt because it's being attacked, and it's going to set up a new attack. And in that time that it's setting up, you get out of there. Yeah. Um, and that's a Michael problem. Drake's got a great um, cougar, or not a great, a scary cougar story where he does. They had one like stalking, like stalking him and his friends one night, which no. is nuts. It's crazy. It is. Um, but anyways, we do have cougars out here in eastern Montana. I yeah, that's where I yeah, saw. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, there we get coop mountain lion warnings by the college all the time here in Billings. Do you really? <laughs> There's like an area. There's like yeah. wild turkeys that live in that area, and I think they like the wild. They like the house cats and the wild turkeys, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, like Lewistown, Montana, which is out here, it's actually the most central town in Montana. Uh, they like if you were to draw like an X through the state, it's going to go right through Lewistown. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, uh, you know, they have uh, mountain lion issues up there quite a bit. I've I've heard. Uh, they have access to the snowy mountains and the snowy mountains are really cool and beautiful. And that was another conversation I had this weekend was about like the Montana mountains, like no matter where you're at, what part of the state, the way the weather works in the mountains and moves through these mountains is very, very similar, no matter where you're at. And that's, what's really cool. You can be up in Sealy, you can be out in the snowies, you can be down in, in, in Paradise Valley. And you're just having those, you know, the, the red willow trees, the, the pine trees it's just it, it feels like montana um it's hard because like they fi- filmed the show big sky down they film it down in new mexico and you're like oh yeah those pinion trees grow up here in montana <laughs> <laughs> like they even film at a ranch like you go out onto and it's like that just looks like a southwestern ranch doesn't look like yeah a are the um, crazy mountains out they're in eastern montana right yes they are they're kind of crazy too yeah, the only reason I know of the crazy mountains is because of uh, our good friend Kalman. Yeah, he likes the crazies. He likes them in the Beartooths. And those are kind of your eastern Montana mountains that people go to. Um, up by Lewistown, uh, you do have the snowies that I talk about. Um, and then even up by like Rocky Boy, uh, there's mountains in that area as well. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's a lot of like you have the, the big Missouri River and the big Yellowstone River, and those are the two valleys really in eastern Montana, because everything in between is kind of rural, remote, not a lot. Uh, big ranches. I mean, that's, and that's funny, because like, to me, when you hear people talk farming and ranching, they talk about like, my 50-acre farm, or my four-acre farm, you know, and it's like, no, these are the guys with hundreds of thousands of acres, you know, 40,000 acres, 30,000, you know, things like that, like, and that is a lot of land. That's a lot of nothing too, because they're growing wheat or they're just leaving it. Because some of this land, you know, it's just boulders because the way the mountains are. <laughs> it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is very cool. One of the things that I really appreciate about Eastern Montana is the amount of uh, BLM land out there. Um, you know, I don't think we give BLM land enough credit for what it is. Maybe. Maybe we should start doing more BLM land um, for this podcast. Get it up 
<clears throat> but um, Eastern Montana's got a good amount of it. No, I do think we we should. The problem where, like in Montana, for example, with with both state land, like state-owned land as well as BLM land, is it's a lot of times checkerboarded into ranches and stuff. So it's like that acre, that one square acre. Oh um, yeah. That, and there's plots like that all so like you can hunt it and stuff right and it's it's finding those places hunting is the big game in montana because you're like oh, i can go here go here because farmers will get kickbacks from the state or from the feds that like it's called like crp land where it's like it's an acre owned by the state but you can graze your cattle and whatnot on it you just can't farm it it's got to stay with the natural grasses and stuff like that so yeah. there's different types of thing like that and i think that's the problem when it comes to blm land is it turns into that. It's like, that's that one square out there by that farmer's in that middle of that farmer's ranch. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot, a lot of BLM land sometimes where you're just like, dang, like there's acres and miles. And we can go do this and that. And the Missouri river breaks has a lot of BLM land and that's a big hunting area. It's a big special tag hunting. So Fort Peck is the, where they damned, and that's a cool museum there in Fort Peck. It's a small town, so expect small town, expect small town museum. But what they did was they dammed up the Missouri River right there, and it flooded the land. It made, and this is the largest lake in Montana, and all the different fingers that it formed. So, like the fingers where the lake comes down to, uh, were places where it's like it was land, but then it flooded but you get some of the biggest trophy animals out of this elk, deer, sheep, uh, not goats, uh, moose. I've even seen moose in this area, just trophy. And like, it's crazy. Um, it's beautiful land too, because it reminds me a lot of the badlands, just not like usable land and just the, the fear. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a cool lake. It's, I mean, Gerald, Jared go boating on it quite a bit. Gerald does his fishing tournaments up there. And, you know, th that's one where you'll take on the four foot, five foot waves because it's a big, big lake. Oh, yeah. That must be a big wave or a big lake. Well, I tell you, it stretches my, I don't even know how many miles, but it's because the river, they dammed it up. Um, yeah. It's crazy. What the, like, it will, what the dam will do. And then when you get that much water, it makes the land good until uh, the water dries up. Well, I always question the water downstream, right? You're affecting those communities and those natural ecosystems of like, it expects 7,000 CFS right now, but it's not getting that because it's a man-made dam. It's smaller, you know, those issues. And that, and I'm sure that causes something. Um, it's it's really, ah, man, I, I, I forgot what I was going to say about it. There was a... Like the High Line up there. So there's the High Line up there too, right? Yeah. You've got a lot of those reservoirs up there on the High Line. Uh, in those communities, those are all little ranch towns, ranch communities. You know, you got Malta, Glasgow, Haver, um, all the way over to Shoto, you know, Browning. And I call that Eastern Montana, just like I said, because the guy who owns the land owns a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's big chunks. Um, I've always wanted to take you out to this area. Just because it is, it is different. It is a different part of the woods. Um, you can get it, like you can get into this these BLM land, these state lands. Yeah, you. Every time when we talk, you always want to take me there. And then um, 
what's the there's another lake you're always like you oh mystic, the, mystic lake just because yeah. it's just because it's one of those hikes that like i think you'd appreciate yeah you say that every time so <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those hikes that i think like after doing it you're like i like like how far it is from billings i like the like stress it puts on the body i like the 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 outcome the it's just a good hike yeah yeah <laughs> but i know what i was gonna say so um there's also a great campground if you're near jordan montana it's on highway 200 a lot of people take that highway 200 because that goes right across the middle of the state uh that's where the big cow and sealy is it's where you go how you get to missoula it'll take you all the way to great falls You'll go through Lincoln, which is the town the Unabomber's through, and you'll pop out Great Falls into eastern Montana. It just goes straight all the way to North Dakota, it seems like. Um, but 200 connects a lot of towns on that, and there's a campground, a state, or it's a, the tribe, the Little Shell tribe runs it. Uh, it's called the Hell Creek Campground on, on the Fort Peck res Reservoir, uh, and they're doing a lot of upgrades to it and whatnot. It's pretty good. And that, it was kind of interesting because there's another issue going along that lake, in that area with the American Prairie Reserve. Yeah. So they are a private company that's buying up a lot. And I'm talking, they're buying ranches up. They're overpaying for ranches. Uh, and because they're not that expensive in this area. Because it's this is like no man's Montana, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. there's a reason there's not a lot of people out in Eastern Montana, you know, but they're buying a lot of the land and they're trying to turn it into a private national park. Oh, interesting. The American Prairie Reserve. They're, they're, they tell you it's all about, like, good for the wildlife, good for the animals, but it's, like, their way of buying this land and turning it into, like, a, like, the, the, like the parks in Africa, you know, where, like, they're kind of run privately. The American Prairie Association? Reserve. American Prairie Reserve. Reserve. American Prairie Reserve. Yeah. Huh, interesting. I've never heard of those guys. Yeah, they were on Yellowstone Live, which was a good show by Nat Geo, but you could tell they did the, the basic research. The like, what are some popular main things going on here? So like they hit the, the Discovery Center there in West Yellowstone, and then they hit that grizzly bear thing in, 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 uh, in between Livingston and Bozeman. Mm -hmm. and like the grizzly bear encounter thing, like that's so wrong to do to the animals, put them in like a one acre like cage essentially yeah well i mean yeah. you know when the private entities like this start getting involved um you start to I, there's you worry about the track they're gonna go down like are they actually gonna do something that's good or do we have ourselves a tiger king scenario what's the alternative yeah the the other motives that aren't being discussed yeah so because you don't just do something privately like that no, yeah, typically not, you know, unless there's like some weird partner or some good partner with them that, you know, but that's a quick, it's a quick little search I can do later here. So, well, it's interesting. It's really interesting too, because the, the communities in that area, their big thing is save the rancher. Yeah. Because it's, it's about them getting rid of the rancher, right. Too. Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting because there's a lot of wheat grown out here in Montana it's called the golden, you know, you talk about the golden triangle of California. Well, this is the golden triangle of wheat out here in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> like it's 
good like it's that's what it's known for uh, you know that's why wheat montana is as big as it is um we'll have to stop there for lunch or dinner for you i think we've stopped in wheat before well we'll have to do it again i think the very first no i know we did um because what we did is when we were on our way um when we were out we left yellowstone and we got our bread for our pb and j's for glacier at wheat montana oh okay well we want a great place that's in western montana so other side of the state but you know talking a little more eastern out here uh so like i said mile city you have the bucking horse uh sales you have makoshika state park out here on the montana dakota border that is our that's what we call the badlands it's the largest state park in montana could honestly they i've heard people talk about it and say like i don't understand why the national park service hasn't had bought this yet because it's montana state parks had some issue back in the day but but they're talking it about the land being more like it should be national parks that's how that's how cool this place is so is there any is there any like history behind it you know sometimes the national parks at least i think lately the national parks have been mostly doing like historical national parks when it comes to the oh there's tons of native history there like even petroglyphs and stuff um but the thing it's just because it was a state park it's just people say that it should be a national park because of how great it is uh when you go there no like it's 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 like oh it's not just like lake elmo which we have that in billings which is just like a septic pond <laughs> yeah it's got that awe factor got the awe factor of a national park yes um you got a lot of the you get out east you get a lot of the oil stuff you see fall over from north dakota it's quite interesting um like i said every little town especially on the fourth of july or the weekends in july has rodeos going on if you want to see a true like montana rodeo go to some of these small towns on the 4th of July and you'll just have a blast. There's little parades. You know, I go to Wolf Point Stampede Days, which is the weekend after the 4th of July weekend. And that is, uh, they have two parades, you know, the the day one and then day two to celebrate the parade. So that's great. Uh, You know, I was down in New Orleans. They parade just you can get you can go get a permit for a parade and have a five-person parade if you want you could even go buy an orchestra down there and and rent a band to play behind you and people will just join in on your parade if you really want i mean everybody's got something maybe we put the rougarou and wandering ways up at stampede and wolf point this year there we go we got a parade going on anyways (laughs) um not to rain down on this parade but i've got to be that guy i know Um, we're getting to that time, and it is time for our final words. So uh, before we start the final words, that's kind of our Eastern Montana um, breakdown. You know, it is mostly open space. Start at Billings and take your place elsewhere. You know, uh, a lot of ranches, a lot of rodeo, a lot of farming, kind of like that old traditional kind of Western atmosphere out here. Uh, but this is the end of the Montana series of breakdowns. So if you want to go check out Montana this summer or in another summer later, go back, look at these, pick what you want. You can really do a lot because it's such a great 
massive state to do um and you can make really kind of a trip any kind of trip you want out of it um so i encourage you go check out montana i get a lot of people i talk to they're always like oh you've been to montana that's cool so it's a cool place to go uh, make sure you go check out all of them again i know i've said it like three times in, in a minute but really go check it out um but with that being said final words my guy um, so I'm just going to give you a quick rundown, uh, before we get into the final words, it's just some stuff that, you know, comes to my mind out here. This is the place, if you want to go hunting, uh, if you want to get away from people, if you want to drive miles and miles and miles and not know where you're going, Eastern Montana is the place to go. All the reservations have great powwows. Uh, every little town has a museum. So be check that out. And there's all those little towns, like I said, that don't even have gas stations. So you can check out some of that. There's a lot of ghost towns, a lot of history, as Mark likes to call it, because yeah, everything yeah. in Montana is historic. That's just where it broke down. Um, but again, I, I love it here. Uh, I hope you guys come and visit. I know a lot of people, they just want to do Kalispell, Bozeman, Missoula, Glacier, Yellowstone when they come to the state. But this the eastern side's really great too. Um, it's to me, it's that true Montana when you get that that rancher feel, that cowboy feel, the the harsh winters, the warm summers, the beautiful, just panoramic landscapes. I think where you see for hundreds of miles in each direction, just because eastern Mon that's eastern Montana to me. You know, you can get up on top of a plateau and see for thousands, of, you know, hundreds of miles. Uh, in each direction and it's just beautiful that's one of my favorite things about Pompey's Pillar is you know you can get up there and you can just see you can see all the way to the Beartooth Mountains from there you know that's the last place that they say William Clark probably got up on top of that mountain looked at the, the Rocky Mountains for one last time because he never returned west you know he stayed in St. Louis mm -hmm. so there's, it's, what you know, Eastern Montana, it's great. You can always see the mountains somewhere, you know, I think from Eastern Montana. <laughs> exactly. Um, is that final words? Oh, yes, sir. All right. Reverend's final words of wisdom here today. Uh, stay beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for everything that you do. Make sure you go like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment, leave a review, all that fun stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it. It makes, makes the podcast better. It makes us do better. It makes us bring stuff that we you like to you. Um, but, you know, just go out there, have fun, get outside, be active. Motion is the potion. Um, all those good things. I know times are dark, but we can shine a light on it if we stay positive. Um, but with that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.